We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Monday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. We're going to be talking about baseball today, but FanDuel did just launch a website redesign, and they do have uh, NFL prices for week one out, so be sure to check that out along with the baseball content here. But uh, my name is Jake Letarski. I'll be joined today by Chris Benzine. If you're out there on Twitter, give Chris a follow at Crispy272002. You can follow me, as always, at jakeski 52 Chris, the biggest news in baseball so far, at least in my opinion, uh, around the trade deadline, comes uh, right up here in Wisconsin where we are. We're in Madison, but of course, Jonathan Lucroy plays for the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers had a greed in principle to a deal that would send him to Cleveland. Of course, Cleveland, one of the eight teams in Lucroy's contract that he had a no trade clause for, and he ultimately vetoes the deal. So what is your initial reaction to that, and do you think Lucroy still gets dealt? When I uh, looked at the deal at first, it seemed, uh, when I looked at it, I thought we were going to get a better deal than we did from what I saw, from what I looked at it in Cleveland. It didn't seem like as good a deal as I thought the Brewers could get for Lucroy. And uh, after after uh, vetoing it, at first I was obviously not happy. 
I, I thought, oh, we, we're going to finally, you know, I, we're, we're dealing Luke Roy. That's the mm-hmm. expectation was we were going to deal him, and it's finally been done. And, but then I looked at the deal. I wasn't as unhappy with it once I saw that. And then when I heard that uh, we were potentially, from what I hear, the most likely scenario is him being traded to Texas. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case and we end up getting Joey Gallo, obviously the the, the Brewers are expected to potentially – add in throw in a relief pitcher with that and i would certainly be happy with that deal Mm -hmm. uh for sure but um i i'm not i I want them to get the deal done Mm -hmm. i i believe they're gonna they'll try but it just depends i think on if the two sides i i'm sure there's there may be other teams still involved in him as well with him as well so um but that's the the most that i'd heard is that he the most um legitimate or most uh Mm -hmm reasonable or most they i don't know they have to scramble to get this deal done a little bit because they pretty much had the cleveland deal done but this is the second year in a row where a brewer's deadline deal has kind of gone away uh kind of off the rails a little bit and they had to restructure it at the last minute here of course i'm talking about carlos gomez and the mets last year ended up getting a much better haul from houston so who knows maybe it'll work out for them in the long run here but chances are if that deal gets done today it's going to be uh with the rangers all indications are leading leading to that now uh it's worth noting that the trade deadline is at uh, 4 p.m eastern today so that'll be uh enough ahead of your 705 p.m eastern lineup block eight games on the slate tonight for FanDuel. so you're not going to get burned by a late scratch because of a trade most likely here because the deadline of course deals always trickle in a little bit after the deadline a little bit so uh I mean Chris Archer is a pitcher on the slate his name's been thrown around in a lot of trade talks of course you've got guys like Jay Bruce Carlos Beltran even some smaller guys uh a lot of names that are supposed to be playing tonight that may end up getting scratched so of course if you set a lineup two three in the afternoon you're going to want to double check that beforehand what better place to check that than the rotowire.com daily lineups page uh and that page is free on the website so give it a, check it out go into the baseball section there but let's move into pitchers today chris there's uh some interesting options on the top tier basically on FanDuel here uh if you're going with that top tier you're looking at strasburg for 11,600 or salazar at 10,300 strasburg has shown that he is almost ballpark and matchup proof here. He's just having a crazy season, and that's why his price is up the way it is. Are you using him this evening? Yeah, I'm totally willing to go up at eleven, eleven six hundred. There's definitely been higher price pitchers uh, quite frequently in the past, but we talked about there seemed to be somewhat of a price adjustment recently. And Strasburg at eleven six, I'm certainly willing to go with that. He's uh, minus 196 favorite, the the Nationals are today. Second largest of the day behind Danny Salazar and the Indians at mm-hmm. at uh, minus 206. Uh, he's a, he has an extremely high floor. Uh, he hasn't scored below 30 points this season on the mound. Hasn't scored below 30 points. That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he has also top 50 in three of his last four starts and 40 in six of his last seven. So... Uh, He's been, and he's also been much better on the road. He has a 172 ERA and only allowed three home runs on the road, versus a 335 ERA and 10 home runs allowed at home this season. So, there's there's a little bit. It's a little surprising, I guess. It's not not too surprising. I mean, but uh, he has been a little better on the road. And the Diamondbacks, when you look at them, they they have the uh, fourth highest strikeout rate. Are they tied? Are they had the fourth highest strikeout rate at 23.3 percent and tied for the third worst 
weighted runs created plus at 75 in July. So uh, they're they're really down there in terms of offensive production last month, and I don't really see a ton changing. And Strasburg certainly has the stuff to take advantage of of those um, of the that lineup that they're that Arizona tosses out every day. So I'm at eleven six hundred. I'm certainly willing to go all in on cash games. Strasburg has a high floor and a high ceiling, and with those two things, that's something you really want to look for in a cash game pitcher. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I would agree with you, Chris, that I think Strasburg is as close to automatic as it gets these days, and that's exactly what you're looking for in cash games. Just to play devil's advocate, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Danny Salazar is worth uh, saving the $1,300 on because there are a lot of hitters that you'd like tonight. Uh, First and foremost, you kind of alluded to this in your Strasburg analysis, but... uh, I mean, Vegas likes Salazar a little bit better. Salazar minus 205 as opposed to Strasburg. That's about minus 195. So not a whole lot of difference there. But you do like the uh, the, the win probability there. And, I mean, Strasburg goes up against Archie Bradley. Who who knows? You could always have a pretty good game there as opposed to uh, Salazar going up against Barreos. I mean, he's been He's been strong at AAA, but absolutely shelled in his time in the majors. Got a few starts, has an ERA over 10. So... I think you can make a case for Salazar tonight, especially, you know, just being the home pitcher, go for it. And, uh, I mean, Salazar lately maybe not necessarily been himself completely at four and runs and four innings his last time out. Of course, that was against a pretty potent Nationals lineup. His last three starts, he's given up 12 earned runs total. So, uh, you know, maybe not quite the man that was winning every single start that he had in, in June. But I actually really like him in this spot. You know that being said, I'm going to struggle with this a lot. I think if it were, if I were personally were down to the last two dollars in my FanDuel account and was entering the big double up tonight, I would probably go Strasburg just because the floor is as high as you're going to see outside of when Clayton Kershaw is healthy. So I really like your Strasburg pick, but I think you can make a case to be a little bit contrarian and go Salazar as well. So I just wanted to make the case for Salazar. I mean, before we move on to hitters. There's not a whole lot in that middle tier that really interests me. I mean, Chris Archer's 9,300, Kyle Hendricks 9,100, Danny Duffy 9,000. He's been pitching pretty well lately. Adam Conley, I think we can agree not to touch against the Cubs at 8,800. Chris Archer might end up getting scratched if he gets dealt. I saw the Dodgers in a lot of those names. The Dodgers got to beef up that staff if Kershaw's going to be limited the rest of the way out here. But anybody you like in that middle tier at all? I think by default I would go... Kyle Hendricks, but uh, I don't feel too great about it. I mean, how about you? Uh, not in terms of cash games, but I could see maybe in a tournament going with Archer because the Royals have been so bad. Um, the Royals have been poor offensively. Mm-hmm. They were bad in the month of July, and uh, Archer does have some strikeout stuff that could give him some upside, so I could see that being a pick in a tournament play. Of course, but, that's granted. He's starting the night yes, because we got that deadline. Also, have to pay attention to the trade deadline and make mm-hmm. sure that he's on the mound. Yeah. So, if you want to sweat place. a little bit and have time to look back at it, yeah, I could I could see Archer being a decent play there. Uh, the only reason I, I picked Hendricks out of that group is because of that. I mean, that that is the reason because he might get dealt. I'm talking Archer, but let's we'll get to tournament plays a little bit later on. Let's turn our focus to hitters, though, Chris. Where it's only an eight-game slate. There's not a ton of options to pick from. The highest over/under of the day we have two games at eight and a half. That's Marcus Stroman and the Blue Jays at Doug Fister and the Astros. Another game at eight and a half. We've got Eduardo Rodriguez and the Red Sox. 
at James Paxton and the Mariners. They're both those games, eight and a half. Actually, that last one with Rodriguez and Paxton I thought would be a little bit higher, but uh, let's move on from that here. Uh, we'll do a position-by-position position breakdown, starting with behind the plate. Uh, what are you looking at at the catcher spot tonight, Chris? For the catcher spot, I'm looking for a guy... I'm, I'm I'm looking for a guy with some power. I'm looking down the list a little bit, and I'm going with that matchup you're talking about with the eighty, um, with the eight and a half over under of Boston and Seattle, potentially with Mike Zunino. He's sitting. Um, he's looking to save a little money behind the plate, and there's not a, man, a ton of good top end options today from what I saw behind the plate. Mm-hmm. And Zunino has twenty has three home runs in twenty nine at bats this season, and. He's probably a better attorney play because he's a guy that can throw up a zero on any given day. But uh, he did collect two doubles on Sunday, and he has some power potential. And he's, But he's not always a guaranteed member of the lineup. They do have Chris Iannetta there as well. Mm-hmm. But he's been starting more re- more recently yeah. than uh, Iannetta has. So right. if he's in the lineup, he's a guy that has power, cheap price, and in Safeco Field really doesn't affect him too much. Exactly. I mean, Zeno started back-to-back games, so you might want to watch the lineup today. But he started back-to-back in five of the last six overall. So the recent trend suggests they're leaning towards Zanino over Iannetta in, in in Seattle. And, I mean, he's got a, it's only been nine games, but his OPS is over 1,000 since coming up here. So the, the numbers certainly back him. And, and at 2300 I think that price will be uh, good to rise. If you are looking for a cash game option, though, someone maybe a little bit safer, I really like Wilson Contreras as well as a lot of the other Cubs right-handers against the southpaw Adam Conley. So Contreras uh, gives you maybe a little bit more power potential uh, and helps you assume less risk in your lineup. But, of course, if you're using Strasburg at 11600 you have to make some sacrifices, and I agree with you in a sense versus Zunino might be a pretty good sacrifice. Another name that's been mentioned at the trade deadline here is Travis Darno. He's only 2100 so if you're not quite sold on Zunino against Eduardo Rodriguez, maybe Darno's an option against CC Sabathia. There's something to think about as a punt play if you want to punt the catcher spot here. How about first base, though, Chris? Typically a position that uh, you're trying to pay up for in your cash games. There's big, uh, There's some big heavy hitters on the board. But the first thing I noticed when looking at the first base spot is, okay, Edwin Encarnacion, can't knock him too much, 4,500, all right, good play. David Ortiz, though, gets a lefty-lefty matchup against Paxton, and he's at 4,300. And at the same price, Anthony Rizzo with a lefty-lefty matchup against Adam Conley here. Are you fading the top tier for that reason, or and what are your what's your strategy at first base tonight? Uh, I did actually fade the top tier just because I found a matchup that I liked a little Further down, and that is uh, the other first baseman in in Boston in that Boston uh, Seattle matchup with Hanley Ramirez at 3,200 against Paxton. He uh, his salary is dropping from lack of recent production, which could also lead to a little lack of owner uh, ownership, a drop in ownership as well. The game is in Seattle, that also may impact the ownership. But uh, he has reached base in each of his last four games now. Um, and he's not too far removed from a week in which he had five home runs, and uh, his splits also fa- uh, heavily favor left-handed pitching. He has over a thousand OPS against southpaws this season. So, if I'm looking at uh, you got the platoon matchup there, you match- mentioned the fact that Ortiz is lefty-lefty, while Hanley's a right-handed uh, right-handed first baseman going in that same matchup. And uh, so I, I like him a little bit more of the two first basemen, especially in terms of uh, potential value. And then uh, another guy I had highlighted here is on the opposite side again of that same game. Uh, I've been a, I've been heavy on those hitters today, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Dejo Lee at 2,700 possibly. 
because it's uh, with Eduardo Rodriguez, the left-hander. Adam Lind probably gets the day off, I would think. The lefty-lefty matchup probably. Dejo Lee gets the matchup there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also has the platoon advantage. He's at 2,700, and he gives you some pop as well. Yeah, I believe he has double-digit home runs on the season. So uh, I'm certainly willing to you, – you could pay up for some of those guys, but like you mentioned, a lot of those – platoons are not in their favor today so uh i'm willing to go down the list and look at and especially as i as you mentioned if you're going with strasburg and lineup you may have to go down the list a little bit on some of these positions yeah exactly i think dayhole is a great way to find some value at the first base position now it's not like eduardo rodriguez is a pitcher who doesn't have potential for a stock to rise long term we just haven't quite seen it this year and granted he's been a little bit better lately but he's given up at least one long ball in eight straight games i don't see that streak breaking tonight so you're going to want to have some mariners exposure especially those right handers what better way to do it than go ahead and go after day holy here just a couple i I also want to throw will myers into the mix at 3800 i think he's got a decent matchup against jimmy nelson tonight and if you do want to pay up for first base, I mean, I'm actually pretty, uh, I don't want to contradict myself too much here, but I'm pretty high on Jimmy Nelson in tournaments. We'll get to that a little bit later here. But uh, at the same time, I mean, uh, Will Myers, if you're not using Jimmy Nelson in your GPPs, he does have some big potential here. But let's keep going around the horn, Chris. Uh, over to the second base, who are you look, looking at tonight? My top pick at second base, I'm looking a little higher, is uh, potentially D. Gordon at 3,500 against Kyle Hendricks. Definitely relying on some stolen base potential here at this price. He's not a guy that has a ton of power, so you're going to have to rely on his his wheels. And uh, But Hendricks has allowed 10 stolen bases this season. Gordon probably hitting a top of the order. He's got plenty of speed to snag a base or two. And he hasn't really shown the effects of an extended layoff that he had. He was out of the, out of the lineup for a long period of time due to some uh, PED issues, but he's uh, back in there. And he's reached base five times in the last two games. If he can get on base, snag a base or two, you're getting double-digit points at that price tag. And I'm I'm definitely willing to pay up for that if that's mm-hmm. if that's what I'm expecting to get. And that's what I uh, I'm hoping to get out of him tonight. Indeed, D. Gordon coming back from suspension at 3,500. His price isn't even close to what his ceiling is just yet. So there's some room there. I don't mind that pick. Uh, if you want to pay 100 dollars more, you get Logan Forsythe, who has very good numbers against left-handed pitching. He and the Rays take on Danny Duffy, the southpaw, at home tonight. Also, if you're looking, if you're a BVP fan at all, batter versus pitcher matchup, the numbers look good for Brian Dozier at 3,200. I think there's a good chance to get some value there. Uh, he is 10 for 21 with two home runs against Danny Salazar, so a good enough track record to make you take a look over there here. Uh, moving on to the hot corner here, uh, there's some expensive plays tonight. Uh, are you paying up or are you going to try to find value at third base? I'm going a little bit of the middle of the road here. Got 3,000s guy in Milwaukee here uh, going against Jared Cozart, Ernan Perez. He's scored 24-plus points in three of his last four games. He's a he's definitely a guy that has the ability to both uh, steal bases. He has 18 of them on the season, and he provides a little pop. He has eight home runs over 67 games. So he's he's been hitting around in the order multiple spots, but – with Jonathan Lucroy likely out, as we, mm-hmm. we would expect that to be the case, unless he doesn't get dealt, I, I don't know. But uh, that I would assume he's probably not going to be in the lineup, but that can't be guaranteed. But if that's the case, uh, Hernan Perez will likely be hitting higher in the order. And there's still – and Jared Cozart is not really a pitcher that scares me, so there's still a chance that uh, 
I could see Milwaukee putting up some runs tonight. And Hernan Perez, even if he doesn't put up a ton of runs, he still has the ability. If he gets on base, he can snag a base or two, and he get, has a little home run power. Obviously, San Diego may limit that a little bit, but I still like him at that price tag. Yeah, right on. I mean, then we've got Brian Braun uh, in Milwaukee who's dealing with kind of a nagging injury there. So if you have a lineup without Braun or Lucroy, Hernan Perez is the hottest hitter on the Brewers right now. You know, Braun's got that side injury resurfacing again. That's always seemed to kind of give him some problems. And, I mean, Perez could end up hitting in the three or four spot tonight, uh, maybe in the third spot uh, ahead of Chris Carter. That's always a possibility. So I do like him uh, at 3,000. I would say that's my preferred play. Otherwise, I can't knock anyone that wants to go Chris Bryan at 4,300, gets the righty-lefty matchup against Adam Conley. I think Conley's a bit overpriced on FanDuel, and I think the Cubs are going to be able to score some points in this contest here. What about shortstop, though, Chris? Any of those matchups jump out at you? Yeah, I'm looking at the Cubs for that one as well. You have Javi Baez at 3,200 against Conley. He's uh, I feel like I'm bringing him up every week now, but he owns over 1,000 OPS against lefties this season. He has two home runs in the past week, adding a stolen base on there. And uh, he's a guy that impacts the game in multiple facets, and he's hitting in a good lineup. So you have a lot of favorable splits, a reasonable price tag. There's a lot of factors working in his favor in this game that uh, I'm. Uh, while I didn't target a ton of Cubs today, he's one that I am certainly willing to go for. Yeah, I, I can't knock that. I think he might actually be the top shortstop play on the list. I mean, he, it's it's really close. I mean, Xander Bogart, so you, you got to give him a, a shot. Uh, I mean, even Correa and VR are solid plays as well. But, uh, I mean, I, I would move down from that top tier, actually, and go to a guy like Baez just to save yourself some money. Another one, uh, you know, I, I don't try to go to BVP too much, but I'm going to do it for the second time in the show here and offer up Alcides Escobar at 2500 I think if you do want to use Strasburg, he's a great way to find yourself some salary relief. Has a pretty decent floor in this game against Chris Archer, granted, and maybe it's not Chris Archer. I guess we'll see. But he's 8 for 12 with a couple of extra base hits. Uh, it's a small sample size, but 8 hits and 12 at-bats seems pretty solid. I mean, you don't just luck in the 8 out of 12. So uh, Alcides Escobar worth a look here at 2500 giving you some big time salary relief here chris now what about the outfield uh i think there's a couple options in that seattle boston game that i'm gonna roll with uh, are you looking there or do you find any other decent outfield options i have one of those options that i'll mention in a minute here but the first one i'm going to highlight is uh michael saunders he's at 3700 against doug fister it's it is definitely a high price tag but uh fister struggles mightily against lefties this season he has given up uh, 15 home runs, 12 of which are two lefties. And uh, Saunders has reached nine points on FanDuel in four of the last five, and he's had double digits in four of eight. So uh, it's a price tag for the price tag for that name may scare some people away from it, too. I could see that being the case. And uh, it's obviously the game's not in Toronto, but uh, I'm still willing to pay up for that given the splits that Fister has against lefties and Saunders' uh, recent production, I'm still willing to pay 3700 for him, and I, I believe there's still some room for value there. And then uh, now moving on to the Seattle game, I, I do like Franklin Gutierrez at 3500 against Eduardo Rodriguez. He's a left-handed hitting specialist with an 895 OPS this year versus just a 508 against righties. And uh, he's a guy with plenty of power, eight home runs and 119 at-bats against lefties, and Safeco really doesn't Im- impact him much either. He, does, he has uh, 10 home runs in the year, split five home, five away. So 
it's not doesn't impact him too much hitting on the or hitting at home Safeco where where it does people with less power may have uh, less of a chance to go deep in that in that ballpark. And then the uh, final outfielder I have highlighted is a little down the list. He's at 2,900, Colby Rasmus going against Marcus Stroman. Uh, nine of Marcus Stroman's 15 home runs he's allowed this year. Again, against left-handed, so you have the platoon matchup there. And uh, Rasmus can be a streaky hitter, It's it, it, so it's pretty good that he's reached base uh, in each of the last four games, including a home run. And he's a guy that I'm willing to pay for at 2,900. It, he's a guy that went on a, a tremendous or a huge slump during at some uh, middle of the season after getting off to a hot start. So he's a guy that's been streaking and he's trending in the right direction. So he's a guy that I may be willing to pay for at 2900 tonight. All right, right on. A lot of good outfield options. Uh, just a heads up, this just in uh, the Mets and the Reds have reached a deal to send Jay Bruce over to the Mets in exchange for Brandon Nimmo and a couple lower-level prospects. So scratch Jay Bruce if you plan on using him in your daily lineups tonight or any time this week. Actually, I don't even think the Reds are playing, so I think we're okay in that situation here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like those outfield plays. I'm going to go heavy on that Seattle stack, Chris. Uh, of course, Franklin Gutierrez at 3500 I think returns good value I'm going to use Nelson Cruz at 3900 almost all over the place you know I could very much see a stack involving Cruz Gutierrez Lee and Zunino um, but if you don't if you have the money and don't want to go uh, Zunino and Lee and, and want to pay up at those spots if you're using a GPP pitcher for example I think you still want to find a way to get Cruz and Gutierrez in your lineup here and then finally as a punt play I want to throw out David Peralta at 2200 yeah he's placed in Strasburg but he's coming back, and uh, I, I, I think there's a decent chance that, you know, who knows, it's a good contrarian play, and uh, he's a lot better than some of the other dirt-cheap options in the out he- outfield here. Well, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just a buck, so anyone can play. Uh, a lot of good contests for a buck. Uh, you can. There's just a lot of options. You can play your cash games. There's even a nice dollar tournament that's single entry, so that helps. Got got to love FanDuel uh, at any at any level of play. It's a blast. Makes the slate of baseball games more exciting, especially after the trade deadline here. But. Uh, if you are going to do a $1 tournament and, and hope to cash in big, Chris, you're going to have to take some risk, which likely means fading, usually means fading the top tier of pitchers here. If you're going down the list, uh, we mentioned the middle tier. Uh, personally, myself, I'm going even below that middle tier if I'm going to do a GPP tonight, but you've got a pick that I'm very much in agreement with. You want to let it in our listeners? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, my hometown team here, Milwaukee. We have Jimmy Nelson at 7,200 going into San Diego. So you, you may ask, uh, why would you take a guy that's given up 12 runs over nine and two-thirds innings in the last two start? Well, uh, first off, only four of those runs were actually earned. So really, it's the defense has been letting him down, and extended stay or the extended uh, innings have really uh, dug into his inning count in the last two games. He only had nine and two-thirds, as I mentioned. So if assuming he gets decent defense tonight. He should be able to go deeper than than that. He then he's gone the last couple of games, and uh, he do, but he does have seven strikeouts in two of his last three starts. So really, again, defense has really let him down more than anything. And the Padres struck out at the highest rate in the month of July of any team at twenty seven point four percent. So that's more than one in four batters striking out in that lineup. And uh, as as we already know, 
recently Matt Kemp, one of their better bats, was just traded from uh, San Diego to Atlanta. So that lineup gets even weaker mm-hmm. as the days go on. And uh, really the lineup is kind of a wasteland. There's not much of offensive production out of many of their hitters outside of maybe a couple. There's not really much to look at there. And the Brewers aren't heavy favor in this one, so it may scare some people away. They are only minus 113. But if you're in tournament play, that's that's kind of the risk you're willing to take. At minus mm-hmm. 113, they're still a favorite, so you have a good chance at that one. And uh, the opposing pitcher, Jared Cozart, doesn't really scare me either. So I'm, I I feel like the Brewers have enough offense to back Jimmy Nelson to the point where he can come uh, emerge victorious from that game. And even if he does, even if he doesn't, I think he could still score in the 30s somewhat. And it's a decent play at 7,200. And I'm I'm counting on potentially getting a win in that one as well. I think a win might would have to 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 make him score enough points in a tournament play he might have to get the win but I I feel like I'm confident enough that he's going to do so yeah I mean I'm 100% in agreement on Jimmy Nelson tonight there's too much to like he's facing essentially a triple-a lineup and I mean we're seeing guys like Jose Rondon in the lineup before uh before Alexi Ramirez um Jabari Blash is going to get reps in right field so this is a team that's fully committed to selling and is essentially going to give their younger players a longer look I mean that's looking awfully close to a triple a lineup up there I also Derek Norris another name that's been floating around a little bit in trade talks so who knows what happens there so uh, the matchup and the track record are good even if Jimmy Nelson doesn't have a ton of offense behind him tonight I do like his win probability in that one so we're right on right on the same page with that one but I do want to throw another name out there for the listeners that think we're just a bunch of crazy homers up here in Madison uh we got to throw uh Marcus Stroman in there I know he's been he's been quite a bit better lately and he has a good win probability here going up against Doug Fister and the Astros the Astros a team that pretty much uh embodies the definition of the opponent that you might look at in a GPP a team very capable of putting a lot of runs up on the board so they're going to push other owners away but also a team that is very capable of striking out a strikeout rate of almost 23 percent in the last 30 days that puts them just outside of the top five and uh, Vegas kind of likes the Astros a little bit I'm sorry the Blue Jays tonight too a little bit Uh, the the Blue Jays are minus 127 favorites Uh, they've got a ton of heavy hitters in that offense to get Stroman some run support and uh, I, I mean, I just don't want to forget what Stroman has done lately. Uh, his last five games are interesting. There is one dud in there, but he's got 29, 51, 11. There's the dud I'm talking about, the A's, then 48 and 35. So that's the kind of boomer bust you're looking for on a GPP. So if you don't think that Jimmy Nelson's going to have it together tonight or you don't think Jimmy Nelson's going to get the run support, for the record, I do. But i, I got to take a look at Stroman here, who's starting to come back around. I, can you see it from that from that angle as well, Chris? Yeah, he was one that I wrestled with for a little bit, too. I was looking at him, but uh, he's a guy that does have a decent amount of strikeout upside, and he has a very good uh, offense backing him. So mm-hmm. if he can put up a good performance, he he should get enough run support to to get a victory there. And 12 points, even in, in, especially in tournaments, 12 points can it, is huge. Yeah. So uh, I I feel like Stroman in terms of mm-hmm. he's he's up there in terms of uh, tournament plays. On exactly. Monday. Yeah, I think uh, I'm definitely in the, the opinion of if you're going to fade over the top tier of aces, I would skip the middle tier altogether and take some chances on the likes of Stroman 
or Nelson here. I want a quick touch on weather. Actually, there's not a whole lot to touch on in that department here. Just a very small chance of rain in the Subway Series matchup between CC Sabathia and the Yankees and Logan Verrett and the Mets here. Uh, so, you know, not really enough worth, uh, of course, the weather can always change, but there's not enough worth making lineup decisions based on. Well, thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy daily fantasy podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire get six months of complimentary access. Now's a great time to do that. Get yourself the rest of the baseball season as well as all our NFL draft kit content. Otherwise, if you're just looking for a free trial, uh, check out Rotowire by going to uh, rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. Once again, for Chris Benzine, at crispy272002, I'm Jake Letarski. My Twitter is jakeski52. Uh, the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Podcast will return Tuesday with John McKechnie and I. They're going to kill the love of my life. Casey! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13.